ReachMD XM157 presents a special series, Insights in Future Medicine. My hospital's electronic medical record is by far the most unintuitive and hard-to-learn software that I've ever seen, with no close comparisons. In fact, having attempted to do an outcomes research study using an electronic database, it became quickly apparent that whole pieces of the record were missing even two years after its introduction because the nurses simply didn't have the time or the skills to make the record complete. Does the emperor have no clothes? Is the EMR a fraud, a technology not yet ready for prime time? You are listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. My guest today is Justin Barnes, one of the senior executives of Greenway Medical Technologies, one of hundreds of companies rushing to fill the need for a practical electronic medical record. He is vice president of marketing, corporate development, and government affairs. Justin has testified before Congress and the administration seven times in the past two years. Justin, how does a hospital with its EMR differ from a small medical group in terms of architecture, functionality, and objectives? What are the differences? Well, the differences are actually pretty great, Dr. Benson, and it's actually something that a physician practice should certainly look into because with the recent modifications in the Stark and Safe Harbor regulations, there's a lot of hospitals and hospital executives that are encouraging community physicians to adopt systems and technology that they currently have on the inpatient side. And through your experience as an, as an ambulatory physician, you certainly understand there's a great difference between workflow of an inpatient acute facility via an ambulatory outpatient facility. And so physicians really do need to, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it today so they can be aware of this and understand this aspect that a electronic medical record and the practice management system to help manage their financials have unique functionality differences and something that can significantly impact your workflow if not understood kind of walking into it. And there's a lot of firms and organizations, specifically hospitals, that would kind of maybe blur those lines a little bit. But just to let the buyer beware a little bit, if this is a, an opportunity before your ambulatory practice that you can really take a good look at and ensure that uh, whatever system that you're looking at is really meant for your specialty, uh, not only your specialty, but also the size of your practice, whether you're a three-doctor ENT or a five-doctor OB group, or no matter what your specialty or subspecialty is, make sure that this solution you know, is deployed around the country, not just regionally, but around the country in your exact size practice, and that you look at two or three, or at least talk to two or three of these practices. And if you have a chance to visit, go out there and, and really visit the practices and see how those practices use it. Because at the end of the day, you know, you are a small business and you're, you've got a payroll to hit and you've got patients to see. And so you want to make sure that that system is built to optimize your workflow and all of your needs as a care provider. And all your practices needs, not just the care providers, but also, you know, scheduling and billing and claims management, that it's optimized for the ambulatory setting and really streamlined for your practice and your workflow. And it's, there might only be a couple out there that are meant for your specialty. And all companies say that they can do everything. But we all know masters of everything. They can't deliver the ultimate experience. And so it really is important for physicians to take their time and practices that take their time and look for the solutions that they can implement, that they can manage technically, and also that they can use. And again, talk to their peers and uh, really look for the solutions and talk to the executives of those companies also. Respect the local sales representative and the people that you've met, but also take the time to, to get to know the company executives and make sure that you're buying from people that you like, 
that you trust, and that will be there for the long haul. Because at the end of the day, you know, that company is who's going to be there and deliver the ultimate results, not necessarily the hospital that might uh, temporarily want to buddy up with you to, to have a better relationship. So it's very important to get in there and understand the differences and really look for that system that uh, is meant for your workflow and your size practice. Well, are there fundamental differences in the architecture of hospital software intended for private practices? Sure. I would say the, some of the architecture differences really around the software specifically, say a hospital-based system might operate on Oracle or Unix, which are much larger databases meant for managing hospital-type entities, say a thousand users. But to the medical practice tend to be you know, a little smaller than that and certainly practices that have anywhere between three and four care providers or, or up to 15, 20 care providers. Those systems tend to be built on Microsoft technologies, Microsoft.net, much more inexpensive to manage and easy to maintain. And all the updates are usually packaged. You don't need to hire additional staff. Big hospital-based systems that might have, you know, 1,000 or even 5,000 users or 10,000 users, you know, usually take a full IT or information technology staff to manage. Very expensive, you know, half a million dollar departments. But operating a three-doctor or a 15 or even a 50-doctor practice you don't necessarily need to hire. If you look for the right company, the right solutions out there, there should not be any need to hire an IT staff to implement that system or manage that system long term. The company that you're buying from should be able to deliver that and then maintain that for you and with you in partnership, but you shouldn't have to hire any full-time staff to manage it. So that's kind of the fundamental difference. You know, the, the systems for the physician's practice really would probably be built on, like I said, more inexpensive Microsoft-type platforms, whereas the larger systems were built on Oracle or Unix. No hospital, certainly the ambulatory setting, should be implementing Oracle or Unix-based systems, unless you have more, say, than three, 400 users. If you have just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD, XM157, a channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson, and my guest is Justin Barnes, one of the senior executives for Greenway Medical Technologies. Greenway produces an electronic medical record for physicians' offices. We are discussing the differences between a hospital and private practice electronic medical records. Well, you mentioned something about the expense, but my concern from day to day is actually just usability, and I would imagine that it's rather uh, easier to learn a software program intended for 15 or 20 users rather than one that has the flexibility for 5,000 users and 50 different specialties. Is there any merit in that? Or could you argue that the bigger software program is even more flexible, so therefore it's easier to use? No, I would, I would have to agree with you completely. All of the bigger systems that are meant for hospitals, those systems are older. And they've, you know, they were built, to, to be honest, in the 80s and 90s. And then a lot of patchwork and piecemeal have gone into delivering systems in the past five or six, seven years. Whereas the ambulatory physicians actually have it very good in most regards because their systems were probably developed in the past 10 years, certainly if they're buying a leading solution. And so just from a usable usability and a, and a functionality standpoint, a lot of the technology is newer. It's much – the graphic user interface is a lot nicer to look at than a lot of the uh, hospital-based systems just because – the ambulatory products have been built using the latest technologies such as Microsoft, and so they have nice all point-and-click functionality, which is just much more intuitive, easier to use, and a workflow that you're used to. If you're used to use, working on, uh, say, Microsoft Word or Outlook or some type of other technology, that kind of graphic user interface, then you're going to probably be able to use a leading EHR. And since it's been developed in the later stages of, of development, they're going to be much more comprehensive to what we need today to deliver results. 
all the reporting and outcomes capability is going to be modernized. It's not going to have to go back and retrofit into older systems, but companies like mine, we understand what you need for even the latest results for any kind of incentives that are coming out. You know, CMS and HHS, they're asking for outcomes reports to give, you know, increases to the reimbursement rates. And one click of a button, those results now can be given out of some of the latest systems. Whereas if you're working off an older hospital-based system, those results won't even be worth press and click because the company's going to have to build you an interface and, or a specialized reporting module, and that could cost a couple hundred thousand dollars, whereas these are standard in a lot of the ambulatory, certainly the leading ambulatory systems out there today. Well, that actually leads directly to my next question, and that is, can you explain to our listeners what a relational database is and what that means for the electronic health record, electronic medical record? Sure. Without getting too technical, a relational database really is the latest architecture and it means that the database is comprehensive and it's been developed in an integrated format. So it understands what the next cell over says, which understands what the next cell over, and it really is a comprehensive integrated database that every single field can be reported on. In older technology that doesn't have a related database, that system does not know what data is stored within it. And so you just can't hit a button to report on any fields. You'd have to have a custom interface built, and that, again, could be hundreds of thousands of dollars to deliver that custom interface when the company has time to get to it. But, you know, if you use the latest software systems built on a relational database, a lot of those reports should be inherent to the system. It shouldn't need any customizing whatsoever. And you can just tell the system exactly what field to go get and then report on it. And that helps with Uh, any types of outcome reporting or trending information that you want to pull from the database, no matter where it resides, it's all relational, it's all interpretable by the system, and it just makes your life as a clinician, uh, and a practice for that matter, much easier. So I I highly recommend physicians adopt systems that have relational databases. It'll make their life a lot easier. And a related question, my impression is that most of the hospital systems are not relational databases. Is that an accurate understanding, or have things changed? No. For the most part, most systems in the hospital market aren't relational. I would say about 40% are, but some of the systems that have been touted or have risen up in some of the surveys are not relational, but what they have is they spent time trying to build out the workflow, but unfortunately, their workflow might be, you know, a physician may be able to use it at the point of care better than some other hospital-based systems, but All in all, when you look at all that the physician would need to be able to do beyond just documenting the care but reporting on the care, trying to go back in and query information, that's also important. And then unfortunately, in a lot of the systems today, that cannot be done. But, you know, some practices will spend $100,000 or $200,000 and get custom reports. And for a 1,000-bed or a 2,000-bed facility, that might be part of their budget. But if you're trying to help the 80% of the ambulatory physicians out there that have not adopted technology yet, that's not a solution for them. We're trying to give them streamlined solutions that cost a fraction of that cost and allow them to streamline their operations. So certainly would want them to focus on systems that are meant for their workflow and for their practice specifically. Well, my impression after hearing your discussion is that actually more than half of the EMRs for hospitals are actually just kind of like big word processing programs whereas the newer, smaller EMRs for medical practices are more like databases like Excel or Access, so they can actually be queried and reports can be generated, which seems to me to be a very big difference. 
Yeah, certainly from a, from a database standpoint, we track information the same way Excel would track information or access would track any information. I want to thank Justin Barnes, one of the senior executives from Greenway Medical Technologies, who has been our guest. We have been discussing the differences between a hospital and private practice electronic medical records. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We would really like to hear from you. For comments and questions about this program or suggestions for other shows, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Please visit us at reachmd.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Be safe. Be informed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to a special series, Insights in Future Medicine, on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.